0: If you've ever enjoyed reading a book indoors on a rainy Sunday or a cup of hot cocoa on a snowy day, you've experienced húgu without even knowing it, as this description says. So now I'm, now I'm falling down the rabbit hole of this húga, uh, and I want to know how to say it right. This—this uh, this term. There is—I'm going to win you There's over. a new book. There's a new book that comes out that is out called the Little Book of Húga. This is the, of war. War of the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 291. The tallest sand dune in the United States is found over 1,000 miles from the closest ocean in Alamosa, Colorado. Bet you didn't think that was a thing you could do in Colorado. Colorado. We're talking winter destinations today, and for some people, that means sun, surf, sand, get them away as far as possible from winter cold weather. And for other people, that means they want snow and skiing, and they want a winter wonderland. Or if you're like me, maybe you just want both. But no matter what type of climate you want, no matter where your dream destination is for a winter destination... The backpack you should be bringing with you, and the one that I have brought with me all over the world, is the Tortuga Outbreaker Backpack. It is the best carry-on size backpack that you can get. You can check out everything that they have over there at tortugabackpacks.com. And of course, of course, if you are getting something from Tortuga Backpacks, do not forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off anything that you order. two... I'll show you Paris in the morning
1: I'll show you London after
0: Travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me is someone who lip-synced to that entire intro while sitting next to me, pretending she was saying it herself. Maybe next time. I'll let you do the intro, my (laughs) wife and constant travel companion, Heather.
1: Well, I've certainly heard it enough times, and I can even do the exact like intonation of your voice as it goes up and down every time, the exact same way.
0: Riding that roller coaster (laughs) of an intro into the Extra Pack of Peanuts pod, guys, we are back with you, Heather's voice. If you listened to our podcast last week, she was a bit under the weather. Hopefully, her voice is a little better today. Heath, you know we've got you some water here.
1: I should be all right. I should be all right. I I cringe even thinking what i sounded like on that last last podcast but the show must go on the show
0: must go on and thank you everyone for joining us again we did have a little bit of an unexpected hiatus there in the middle of well i guess yeah all of september up until now um, of 2017 we went on the give you a little behind the scenes look right before we dive into our top winter destinations because it's going to be a great episode but we went on our baby moon, and if you listen to our last episode, you know we went to Slovenia, Croatia, and the UK for a wedding. It was a great time. Two weeks. We were planning on putting out podcasts while we were there, but two things happened. One Heth, I could not find my digital recorder that we used to bring with us, and uh, so we can record this podcast. And we didn't want to record into the computer using one microphone because that's pretty ghetto. That's I mean, like back to our sound good, yeah. Episode, yeah, <laughs> fifty and before days. <laughs> Um and that so that was one thing couldn't find it of course I was packing the day of we were the day that we were leaving running around the house tearing it apart couldn't find it anywhere it was on the floor underneath my desk um which I did find it so now we can record with two microphones thankfully and second hath we went on the baby moon and we
1: you know at that point we decided. It's hey, just is... relax. Let's not work. Then I also got sick while we were on it. So, you know, when you're pregnant, I, I wasn't aware of this, but when you get a cold, it lasts forever. So I was basically sick for two and a half weeks and, you know, at the end of it when we recorded the podcast last week. So
0: at that point, <laughs> we just decided, all right, we're going to take a few weeks off. So we appreciate all of you coming back, listening again. You know, we try to put one out once a week at least, and, you know, over the year, about 50 or so episodes, but uh, some awesome messages on Twitter, so I just want to shout out a few people, everyone who's coming back and listening, thank you, but a few people on Twitter, Kara Thomas, at Jet, at jet Wheat, tweet says (laughs) at pack of peanuts kind of been going through withdrawal from epop when are you guys going to be posting again we're back don't worry kira and also we had a, a really funny one from at picnic wednesday saying at pack of peanuts i was so excited to see a new podcast uploaded when i refresh my app today i can't wait to listen hope you guys had fun so that was in reference to last week's episode the baby moon so everyone else out there thanks for the love we're back we're ready to rock it And believe it or not, as we sit here and we're recording this at the end of September, we just walked down to breakfast. It was super hot. We were sweating on the way back. It's like
1: 85 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It's super hot. But that doesn't mean that people, you know, it's the beginning of fall this week. And that means some people start to get a little bit depressed, thinking of the winter blues and the cold weather, at least in the northern part of the U.S. and other northern hemisphere of the world. So we decided it is about time to put out some inspiration for a winter destination.
0: Right. So you're probably sitting there thinking, wow, I can't believe winter is just around the corner. But it is just around the corner. And if you're unlike us, if you're a regular person, you're probably planning a couple months in advance. For us, we're not thinking about winter destinations until it's about (laughs) mid-November. But if you're someone who uh, has to plan a little ahead or does plan a little ahead, it is time to start planning your winter travel. And if you can't travel during the winter, at least daydreaming about where you would want to go. So we will be releasing during this podcast, our best winter destinations of 2017. We have also done our best fall destinations of 2017. So you can go listen to that. That was like four or five or six episodes back. So you can go listen to that if you're you know, playing last minute fall destination travel, go check that out. And we did our best summer destinations in 2017. Summer is basically past, but that might give you, if you're looking ahead, you know, and we're going to keep doing this every quarter, each year, four shows a year best winter destinations, best fall, best summer, and best spring, of course. And uh, it's fun have to do it based on seasons because, yes, we have our favorite places that we've been but certain ones are better during certain times and you or might just hear some different. of them right
1: you know like some of the places i've been to in winter some of the pla- like that are on my list i've been to before some places i've been to before but not in winter and i want to go back for winter so it's kind of it's fun to think about really awesome places seasonally because it's a totally different experience it
0: it definitely is and we are ch- we changed it up a little bit Usually when we do these list episodes, they have to be places that we have been before. For this episode, we decided that we're going to allow ourselves to put in some places that we haven't been before as well. So some of them, we'll let you know if we've been there or not. We'll let you know if we've been there during winter or not. Um, But some of them will be places that we're just dreaming of going to, we think would be awesome winter destinations. Some of them are ones that we know are awesome winter destinations because we've been there. So without further ado... You're ready to do this, Adam. I'm
1: so excited. We got
0: seven each, so 14 destinations, Mm -hmm. plus you have an honorable mention. Now, I had eight, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to make my number eight an honorable mention because you wouldn't let me have eight. You told me I had to be an honorable (laughs) mention. I don't really know why it can't just be number eight.
1: It can be number eight, but then it's... I guess it could be... Right now, it's the top 14 destinations. Top 14,
0: so... so. But
1: if you want to add your eight as not an honorable mention, it can be 15. This is just like, you know...
0: Well, what are the rules? We got to follow the rules here for this podcast. All right, let's make it an honorable mention because a show, a list show at EPOP is not a list show without honorable mentions. So start us off, your honorable mention for the best winter destination of 2017.
1: So we went to this destination last winter, and that's why it's an honorable mention because I had a fantastic time. I'm not sure if it's better or not in the summer. Can you guess what I'm going to say?
0: No. (laughs) No. I, I, you know, my memory is off. I yeah, can't even remember where memory. we were last winter.
1: We were in Ireland and it was a ah. fantastic trip. We went for the new year and we, you know, did a road trip. We went for a friend's wedding and then we did a road trip around um, like the southern coast of Ireland and, and the and, west, we west and coast. Like the west coast, yeah. Dingle. And, <laughs> yes, and Galway and all of those awesome spots. And I have to say that I know that the weather in Ireland is kind of iffy no matter what time of year you go in. And if you do go in the summer, there are so many massive amounts of people that I would not want to go in the summer. I thought going in winter was awesome. As long as you have warm clothes, you know, the weather sometimes was sunny, sometimes was very dreary. But you get that same weather in the summer sometimes. Yeah, the only downside. No crowds in the right. winter. The only downside
0: to Ireland in the winter, especially if you're road tripping like we were, is that it gets dark pretty early. So, I mean, your your driving time if you want to drive and see stuff, like if you don't want it to be dark as you're driving through an area, which is, you know, in Ireland, some of the best parts is just driving through areas and just going through these hills and cool areas and stuff like that uh you know your driving time is limited to basically 9am to mm, pushing it maybe 5pm and then it starts to get dusk and, and dark so but, you
1: know it didn't really bother us that much because then it was like okay now we're going to go to the pub and relax and uh, yeah i you mean know, it's so not it, a hard life it's let's, not a hard life and you can also like we were there january well like december 28th to january 10th let's say so you could go a little bit later like in february or march and the days are going to start getting longer so
0: for sure i I loved Ireland. I. It's funny because remember the rules, guys. We don't talk to each other about these beforehand. I actually, we were writing at breakfast our list, and my eyes kept wanting to wander over to Heather's. And I said, <laughs> cheater, no, no, cheater. no, stop. So we don't talk about these beforehand. But what I love is when there's so much serendipity between our answers because you said, oh, we were here last winter. I, I totally forgot about Ireland and my memory is very bad but my honorable mention is a place that I was last winter and that is Vale, Colorado okay so m- the theme behind my list essentially what I want out of winter now for the rest of my life okay. there's two things I want out of winter all right <laughs> I either want to be in a place that that you're in this place, For a reason, like winter actually happens. And that to me means skiing, not snowboarding, Mm -hmm. I don't snowboard, but skiing, snow, but it's like you're there and it's actually winter and you get to do a lot of outdoor activities and it's a fun winter atmosphere. So you're there because it has a great winter atmosphere. Or on the flip side of that, You're somewhere where you're escaping the cold weather and snow of winter. So what I want out of winter is either if I'm going to be somewhere cold, let it be the best place you can be for winter, meaning you can get outside, ski, all that kind of stuff, or let me miss winter completely. I don't like this in between. Okay. Northeast. Uh, Philly, you know, New York, where it's dreary and rainy and Yeah, slushy believe it or not, Philadelphia gross. is
1: not on my list right. of destin- winter yeah. destinations. And I have to say that I feel exactly the same way as you because every place on my list is either like a winter wonderland escape or it's summer there.
0: There. So you just <laughs> summed up exactly what I tried to do in the last two minutes with that. Give me a winter wonderland. Or, or give, give me, me summer. summer. <laughs> exactly. So, and when we talk about winter, we're talking about winter in the Northern Hemisphere. So, my number, my honorable mention was Vail, Colorado. Loved it. Um, you're going to see skiing come up on my list a, a decent amount here. Not a big skier, so uh, below intermediate level skier. But last year. I would year, say you're
1: pretty intermediate well, at I this point. I would say. Point.
0: Last year, I went for the first time for three straight days in Vail, skied back to back to back. Three straight days was awesome. Obviously, got a lot better. Beautiful mountain. Um, you could put any Colorado ski town on here. It just mm-hmm. happened that I went to Vail, downside of Vail, very expensive. And, you know, the town is cool, but kind of like a fake Disneyland ski town, which is beautiful, but, you know, not a real Colorado mountain town, but Vail, the mountain makes up for it. It's absolutely amazing. So that's my honorable mention, okay, cool. Vail, Colorado, cool. um, especially if you can get a free ski pass like I did for three days. Cause that's, it's crazy expensive there. Okay. All right, on to the actual list. Now that the we're actual list. now we're in guys. Now we're now we're in the actual fourteen best winter destinations hath your number seven.
1: My number seven. So mine I'm starting off with a warm destination in the southern hemisphere. It was also on my fall list, so I almost didn't want to put it on. But I love this country so
0: much. If it fits the bill, here's it the fits thing. The bill. That was my thought too. Oh, can I re can I say another destination that might have been on a fall or summer one?
1: If it's there, it's there. It's there. And it's South Africa. We were there in September. The weather was beautiful. It was a little bit on the cold side. So I think that if you want to go somewhere incredibly beautiful, that's warm, that's unique and very different from... Very different but not so different from the U.S., go to South Africa. I mean, we went to Cape Town. We did the wineries in Stellenbosch. We did the coastal drives. I mean... I. I just, I loved it. And you loved it. I mean, Cape Town's one of your favorite cities. I say, if Cape, you want to go somewhere warm, go to South Africa.
0: Cape Town is on my list. It is one of my favorite cities in the world. And I will say, this is not hyperbole. This was the hardest list for me to order out of any list episode we've ever done. So I'm going to give you my number seven, which wouldn't have been. In my like my top one, but everything after seven, so six on down to one, literally could have been in the number one spot. It was that hard to order <laughs> them. And Cape Town will be coming up. So
1: interesting. Okay.
0: My number but but to get to the actual number seven, my number seven is Cartagena, Colombia.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, always wanted to go to Central America or excuse me, South America. It's crazy. We've never actually been to either. Central or South America. And that's why one of the reasons why Cartagena is on my list, especially in the winter. I was looking it up. I got the first inklings about Cartagena from Rachel Story, an EPOP listener and a member of our location indie community, because she sent me this amazing picture of a place called Casa en el Agua. You don't have to know much Spanish to know that means house in the water. And it was this awesome little boutique hostel that is literally out in the middle of nowhere in the water. And so I thought I really want to go there. I looked it up. 84 to 89 degrees over January and February. No rain. Sunny all day. Sounds like a pretty good lifestyle to me down there in Cartagena.
1: Yeah, it sounds like paradise, especially when we're sitting in Philadelphia and it's like dreary and basically just rains. Yeah. And it's cold and 40 degrees in January. Yeah, and even February. if it gets
0: a little too hot, like 89 Fahrenheit, getting a little hot, well, I'm in Casa Enelagua, Agua. So I just jump off the front of the place into the ocean. So there you go. Cartagena, Colombia is my number seven on winter destinations to visit in 2017.
1: Sounds pretty sweet. So my number six is quite the change from these hot, Destinations in the Southern Hemisphere. This is kind of like your winter wonderland spot. And I have written here... There's this thing that happens in Europe where they do these Christmas markets and they are in tons of cities all over Europe like there's some in Germany that are really popular there's some in Norway and Sweden and Austria but basically
0: I, anywhere that it gets like somewhat cold yeah, kind in of, in yeah. Europe I great mean, for Christmas they markets
1: they even do what I I was reading in Edinburgh in Scotland they do one but my my picks you know to narrow it down because I can't just say like any country in Europe You
0: got to follow the rules of our list episode You episodes. have to
1: follow the rules of the list episode Although I did kind of lump two countries together. So the first one is Austria, because in Strasbourg and Vienna and these beautiful cities.
0: Salzburg. yes, yeah, sorry. Strasburg Salzburg. In, yeah, it's in, in, is in Germany. Germany. There is a market Probably, yeah, in Salzburg. Sorry, sorry. I meant
1: Salzburg. In those two cities in Vienna, um, they have these beautiful winter markets with lots of goods and, you know, mulled wine. And it's just, I've heard from friends who have been there during that time that it's kind of a magical place to go. And I don't know how far into the winter they do them. Obviously, it's around Christmas time, but I think, it, you know, they do it into the new year. But even if you want to go in January and February, you could still see like this winter wonderland, maybe without the cool markets. But then I lumped in the country of Slovenia as well. All right. I'm because... going to hold you off
0: on Austria and Slovenia. Okay. I'm going to hold you off. We're going to make sure people keep listening to this episode because we're going to get to both of those countries okay. In just a little bit, do
1: you have them? Do you have them lumped together as two separate? Keep
0: listening to find out. Okay, fine. Again, Heather and I do not discuss our list beforehand, but those two names, Austria and Slovenia, will both come up a little later. I mean,
1: I thought maybe Slovenia would be on your list just because of how much you loved it when we were just there.
0: Well, I'm with you with the winter wonderland idea. Um, For me, my number six is is not a winter wonderland yet. It's going back to that. Hey, this is not winter. This is summer and you already mentioned it we're having a lot of crossover here <laughs> this is cape town south africa we touched on that already um any of as i as i said any of the ones from 6 down to number 1 could have been number 1 like you would not have to twist my arm at all to convince me to go to any of these next six places in the winter so saying cape town is 6 is a little Hard for me to actually say because I could, <laughs> could say, number one. if you said, hey, no, this is this, why isn't this number one? I'd be like, mm, yeah, you're right. So maybe tomorrow would be number one. Just, yeah, it's not winter there. It's summer. You could swim if you've listened it, to any of our other podcasts. It's still pretty
1: cold, I think, you know, down on the... It's
0: doable, though. It's doable, especially, especially like someone likes swimming as much for as For example,
1: me. we, you know, in Cape Town itself, because it's, you know, kind of like on the point, it... It's really cool, but when we did the garden route, which is kind of not a coastal drive, but it they people call it's it the, the coast- coastal drive. <laughs> We've talked about it's- this in the destination diary, but the towns along that route are very cool. And we spent some time in Plettenberg, um, Plettenberg Bay, and that water was more mild, sure, so yeah. you could definitely swim. Swim there. I don't know about right in Cape Town area.
0: Mm, Make it worth it. Just watch out for those great whites. Yeah. But definitely, if, and we're going to give you some more. If you're looking to binge a little bit on EPOP pods, if you're like, oh, Travis and Heather, you had that little hiatus and you weren't here (laughs) for a couple weeks. If you want to binge, we're going to give you some as you're listening. Unfortunately, there's no way to like link them in. Like, You know, as you're listening, but just remember these, we did a bunch on Cape Town. So if you're interested on Cape Town, we did a Cape Town destination diary. That's going to be one of your best things to see. And we also did on our website an itinerary, uh, like our exact itinerary that we did in Cape Town and like literally hour by hour, what we did in Cape Town. So, um, you want to check that out Cape Town, South Africa, my number six, but, um, yeah, again, no twisting my arm to get that even higher, but I just love Cape Town favorite city in the world. That's another podcast that we did, our favorite cities in the world. Uh, spoiler, Cape Town for me was number one. But um, yeah, for that whole idea that it's summer and you're getting away from the winter and it's just a fantastic place in its own right at any time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Number five for you.
1: Number five is one that you had, I guess, as your honorable mention, you had Vale. Yes. Right. So I have just Colorado as the state because I I've, I've been to Vail like once and I didn't and I've skied it once, but I'm just talking about any of the mountain towns like we spent a lot of time in Breckenridge, we really like that mountain town we spent time in Boulder. So if you want to have an escape Where it's a ski destination, but also if you love beer, there are so many amazing breweries spread throughout Colorado and so many cool mountain towns. And if you get the Epic Pass, which is if you're going to be there for like a long time, like a week or two might be worth it. Because how much is that?
0: It usually comes out to about six hundred dollars. Um and that includes all of it's the, the Vale Mountain, yes. resort mountains. So it's Vale, Breckenridge, Beaver Creek, um, Arapahoe Basin, all those and-, and then it's like eight hundred bucks if you like upgrade, which means you can ski as much as you want in Vale or Beaver Creek. So it's it's really a one day ski pass in Vale. For Vale Mountain is a hundred and sixty dollars yeah. at peak season. So the Epic Pass you have to get ahead of time, but it's a season pass for all those mountains. It's a it's an incredible deal, probably the best deal when it comes to ski passes in right. And in it the is US. it is
1: a season pass, so it seems like oh my gosh, if I'm only going for six or seven days, you know that's kind of a lot. But if you think about how much you pay each day at these mountains, you would actually save money doing it. So anyway just I think that going to Colorado and having the option to ski a bunch of different mountains and like check out the breweries that are kind of around that sounds like a pretty epic trip to me especially since I've been pregnant I haven't been having any alcohol like a sip you know of Trav's beer every once in a while I'm like yeah give me me a ski slash beer trip please once this baby is out
0: speaking about upcoming episodes I've been wanting to do our favorite breweries episode we did want one Two September's ago, or maybe three, three September's ago. So it's been a while, and I've been wanting to do a favorite breweries one, an updated one, especially since I finally crossed the hundred breweries in America threshold. I was holding off until I was at a hundred different breweries, but I, I felt bad doing it recently with you. Like I <laughs> want to done it do it recently because you're going to get too thirsty. You're not yeah. able to drink, so we got to wait until the baby comes, and then we'll be rocking that top. Uh, breweries in the U.S. podcast as soon as you can actually imbibe while we're doing it. Yes, that it. I wouldn't want to make you too thirsty. Um, my two <laughs> favorite places I think that I would love to go in Colorado, I, I mentioned Vail as an honorable mention because I've been there. And again, we love Breckenridge as well. Um, the two that I'm most keen to get to, are Steamboat Springs and Telluride. Me we too. We haven't been to either Me of those. Me too.
1: I really want to go to those. And in fact, Telluride made it um, on one list. I forget what I was reading. Maybe CN Traveler, th- probably Thrillist, because I'm always seeing Thrillist posts. That Telluride made it on the top 10 small towns to visit in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, as did Portland, Maine.
0: Wow. There we go. Love Portland, Maine. <laughs> um, and Jay. Uh, from zero to travel, if you guys listen to that, he raves about Telluride, and it's just it looks fantastic and a great mountain as well. So there you go, your number five, Colorado ski towns. My number five, I told you to hold off because we're getting to okay. You. Beat me to the punch a little bit, Slovenia. We will be doing. A whole Destination Diary episode coming out very soon on Slovenia. But safe to say this is one of my favorite countries in the world now. Definitely.
1: (laughs) You have so many favorite countries.
0: That's fine. We'll do a favorite countries episode, (laughs) so I actually have to make the list. But Slovenia, firmly in my top five. Gotcha. Firmly in my top five. And we were there, obviously, during uh, the summer. summer, And it was great. And there's a ton to do. The reason I'd recommend going back in the winter... Is again for the ability to ski, and so we did spend a night up in the the mountains, up in, at the base of the Julian Alps, in a town called Kranska Gorga. And uh, pardon me, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce all this stuff right before we actually do the destination diary episode. But Kranska Gorga, which is right on the border of Austria, and it has the biggest ski resort there in Slovenia. And what I love about Slovenia, other than you know the whole area itself and the food and things like that is when it comes to skiing is it's really small so i believe they have six different i could be wrong four to six different ski resorts right in slovenia but you can get a six-day pass to any of the mountains in slovenia for 130 euros so you're looking at about 20 23 dollars Per day or less for a lift ticket, but it's cool because while none of the mountains, from what I've read, and again as an intermediate skier, it's not as big a deal for us. But if you're a big time skier, you might think, oh, you know, these aren't as great of the mountain as the mountains in Austria. You know, having been to Vale, I think I was a little spoiled. So, um, but it's because you can go to different ones every day, and they're all accessible, and they're all near each other you know, that's enough. You do one mountain one day, you go to another, you go to another, things like that. Plus, Heth, Lake Bled and those and and Lake Boheen in the winter have got to look absolutely stunning, stunning,
1: stunning. So, yeah, I definitely this is something that's kind of crazy to me that I guess I never knew kind of growing up and thinking about skiing that it's so much cheaper to ski in Europe than it is in the U.S. Now, of course, you have to get to Europe, but if you know how to use your frequent flyer miles or find cheap flights, then you know you could go to a ski on a skiing trip to Europe cheaper than you could going out to Colorado.
0: Yeah, and I mean, unless or the you, same price, right? Unless you have like an epic pass or something like that. Right. If you're paying per day; it gets prohibitively expensive in a lot of those Colorado resorts. Vermont, a little cheaper, still expensive. You know, you go out. Utah and and things like that. Some of the big resorts are very expensive. Now, same can be said. Some of the big resorts in Europe are really expensive, but there's also a lot of smaller good resorts that are much, much cheaper. And like you said, you travel hack your way over there. And I think that I want to do a video series. If anyone has a hookup, this would be sweet. I want to do a video series. It's like best bang for your buck skiing in Europe. <laughs> yeah, you where, should. Because I've got a few more on this list that I'm going to give oh, you some.
1: I know for sure one you probably have some on this. List. On here. Another country that's in your top five, I'm pretty sure. sure. I and, would be surprised if it's not on this right, list.
0: So anyway, I think it'd be awesome to do a best bang for your buck because yeah. there are so many different types of ski resorts and skiing out there in Europe, and some are very, very cheap. Now I don't think any will be as cheap as the $7 skiing we did in Beijing, the $7 included oh lift ticket, ski rentals, <laughs> ski boot rentals, pant rentals, glove rentals, goggle rentals, helmet rentals, oh,
1: this, um, and this. ski
0: jacket. It included, like, we came yeah. with nothing. We were basically yeah. in shorts and a t-shirt, and we were all okay. We were out. not
1: in shorts and a t-shirt because it was winter, but we, you know. We had, we
0: had been in shorts and t-shirts a uh, week before.
1: Fair we enough. Were in but yeah, that that mountain was not of a very high quality, but it was like the last weekend and they had these seven dollars, seven dollars yeah. for everything. It, it was pretty funny.
0: It was awesome. All right. So that is my number five Slovenia. OK, again, don't even have to twist my arm. Could have been number one. Yeah. Any of these are so great. I'm just smiling so big, just imagining going any of these in the window. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> Not a bad life. Was it
0: hard for you to order yours or did yours you kind know, of flow in tears?
1: Th- the way I ordered mine basically is when I started thinking about this list, the f- very first place I thought of was my number one. And I didn't know if I should move it down or, you know lower on my list but I was like no it's the first place I thought of so it's going to be my number one and then my number two was the second place I thought of and so I just kept them actually in the exact order that I thought of them because I figured that's kind of natural
0: so it was much easier for you to Yeah. To order well I story.
1: think sometimes you might overthink your lists a little bit <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> anyway my number four is getting back to tropical places and that is a quick flight from Philadelphia the country of Mexico Mexico I love Mexico. I don't know that we've actually ever been there in the winter and the only place we have been to is the Yucatan Peninsula but there's so much more of Mexico to see of course I would want to go to the beach at some point but we've never been to Mexico City we've never been to Oaxaca, kind of these new places that I mean they're not new but Mexico trending. so new. Trending, newly trending Built places in 1970's is Mexico City. what I meant to say, newly trending places You know that we've never seen. And if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it is very close to get to Mexico.
0: It would be fun to do a podcast about the top trending, like just what <laughs> we assume are ones that have come onto our radar that we weren't thinking of. Oaxaca, definitely one of those in Mexico. I, I hadn't heard about it much, and now it seems like every digital nomad worth their salt is
1: talking about talking Awaka about a walk and,
0: and heading down to Oaxaca and hanging in Oaxaca and, and also going to Mexico food City from you know and,
1: I feel like five to ten years ago Mexico City was not a place that travelers really went to
0: and correct us if we're wrong well you won't be able to correct us except on Twitter but if we're <laughs> wrong it does seem to have become much safer and more accessible to tourists and that's maybe just our feeling of, you know, having traveled more, things like that, but it does seem certainly to be burgeoning when it comes yeah, to it Yeah,
1: I think it's trending. So Mexico is my number
0: four. Yeah, I Me- can't go wrong going to Mexico. No, it's the it's so good. Food is so
1: good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mexico has a lot going for it and as we like to say or not as we like to say, but as likes as like it likes to be said <laughs> I don't even know if that's great. Right, that we kind of take Mexico for granted being in the States same way that Australians take Bali for granted, like we think, oh we're going to Bali if you grew up in the u s like that's so exotic, whereas Australians just pop up to Bali and pop back and everyone goes to Bali, similar thing with Americans going down to Mexico, We take it for granted, but when you see it from an outsider perspective, it ticks a ton uh, yeah of boxes. it's
1: a it's a pretty magical place, yeah,
0: cheap, good food, beaches, good weather, lots of cool culture. Tons of diverse landscape and architecture. I mean, yeah. Yeah, pretty sweet. Tacos, margaritas, (laughs) nachos, nachos. Um, My number four is the place that Heather was hinting at that is also firmly in my top five favorite countries overall of all time. And you might not even ever have to listen to the podcast because we might go through my five here, but that is the country of Georgia. If you've listened to any of these other podcasts before, you know that I am in love with this country. If you want a few podcasts to binge on, you can listen to um, a podcast called The Reason We Travel, which was a, it's like a, it's a story. It's a podcast that's a story of one of our days in Georgia, of an experience we had. Um, We did a Georgia Destination Diary, which you should check out if you're interested at all in Georgia. And if you're not, you will be after that. It is just such a magical country. We were there in the summer, another place that I would love to go back in the winter for the sole fact that, A, I want to go back to Georgia, but B the skiing. And and what and here's the cool thing about Georgia. It's one of those countries just like Slovenia I didn't mention. You can be skiing and you can also get then to the uh, especially in Slovenia you can get to the coast where it's pretty mild too. So you can get to the coast. You could pop down to Croatia if you're in Slovenia and I know I'm tangenting back to my number 5 here. But um yeah, you can do that and it's a more mild climate. Same thing with Georgia. You can ski up in the mountains but it's sunny and not too cold, like in Tbilisi and in Batumi on the coast. I mean, you're talking about...
1: I it, mean, not swimming weather, not Not swimming. Summer. No, no, no. But it, it's but, like
0: it might be 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's sunny, so it's not overcast. I was—I did a lot of weather research before this podcast because <laughs> I always want to make sure I, I know what I'm talking about a little bit. And it's sunny. And so even if it's 45 and, you know, you have like a sweater and a jacket on, it's not going to be biting cold like a lot of gotcha. people are used or to. Or like
1: dreary. You know, sometimes you go. Right. Like we were in Italy in January. Right. And it was cold because the sun was hardly ever out. It's kind of like Philadelphia. The sun comes out. It's not, you know, raining every day like the Pacific Northwest, but it's, it's just dreary and cold. And when the sun's not out, you feel so much colder.
0: 45 and sunny and 45 and overcast and dreary feels like 25 degrees difference. I mean, it's just such a difference when it's sunny. So it's sunny in all the, for a lot of time, one of the reasons people love Boulder, Colorado and stuff like that is because even when it's cold, it's sunny. So I love that idea. Also then the skiing, Georgia now has four ski mountains. All right. Whoa. You can get a, I know, I know. They just added one last year. You can get a whole season pass to all four ski mountains in Georgia for $200. Yeah, it's cheap. Okay. A day pass is costing you about 10 to $15 max. Um, there are some... Like one of the areas that they just opened up is this area uh, called Tetnoldi. I think that's the newest mountain up in Spinetti, which is a region we didn't get to, get to. But that was just... You know, it's this magical, mystical mountain region. And they did a cool thing. This is... So awesome. <laughs> the year they opened the mountain, I think it was 2016, everyone could come there and ski for free for the whole season because they wanted people to get used to going there and skiing. So it was actually you did not pay for a lift ticket that whole entire season. Now, of course, you do. But just such a cool thing. Yeah, so I'd love to go back. Cool. I'd love to ski. And of course, I'd love to eat the Hachipori. Like, what better? Oh, my After gosh. a day of skiing. Then, then hachi Puri the best cheesy bread a person can ever imagine.
1: Yeah, with butter and egg mixed. In oh my sometimes. goodness, it's it's heavy, but you know when it's cold and you're Dude, skiing all those yeah. calories out there skiing, Yeah, give me that hachi por Sure, go for it.
0: Come in, maybe a little après ski. Maybe even for lunch, you come in, get a bite <laughs> of hachi go back, hit the slopes for three more hours. Yeah. I'm sold. Georgia,
1: carbo loading.
0: My number four, but number one in my heart.
1: Yeah, I know. Seriously, number four seems kind of low on the list for Georgia. There's a few
0: surprises I wanted. Okay,
1: all right. So I'm continuing on. My next couple are still hot places because, as much as I love skiing, my heart really lies with the tropics. I love the beach. and this is a country we have never, or sorry, not a country, a state that we've never been to. And I cannot believe we haven't been here yet. That is Hawaii. I, I don't know. Uh,
0: didn't even think of it. This
1: year, I've been thinking about Hawaii a lot. And I think it's because on Facebook, I keep seeing that the prices for flights have dropped to like $350. I mean, I don't know what cities it's flying, you know, from what city to Hawaii, these cheap tickets sure, are probably the I keep west hearing, coast, but you know that there's just been this drop in price of of people getting flights to hawaii so it's just been in my mind i've never been there and it's it just seems like such a cool state like it seems like a different country to me and you know it's kind of close to the, you know the the pacific area like japan and all of that so i I don't know. I just I really want to go there. I think we should go. <laughs> I
0: think we should go as well. I mean, at some point, we have to tick off all 50 states, even though we're not travelers who who go you know, by a list and say, oh, I have to do 50 states, I have to do all 194 countries, blah, 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 blah. You know, 50 states seems like something we should we should be able to say by the end of our lifetime, yeah. or hopefully much sooner than that. We've been to all 50 states. Right.
1: And Alaska and Hawaii are two states that are hard to reach, but are so unique and so different than like the mainland of the U.S. that I am really intrigued by going to both of those places. Uh, not that I want to go to Alaska in the winter, I don't think, but Hawaii, definitely.
0: I felt a little guilty by not having any U.S. stuff on my list, uh-huh. and that's, that is spoiling my top three, not that you know what it is, because there's a lot <laughs> of other places outside the U.S. It's going to be hard to guess. But... That And that's why I had Colorado on there and then it fell to Honorable Mention because I wasn't allowed to have eight. I had to have seven in Honorable Mention. Oh my gosh. But... I couldn't actually think of places in the States, not that there aren't awesome places in the States, there certainly are, but that were just on my list at yeah. this moment. Hawaii never slipped my mind. I was thinking of warm weather destination. I'm yeah. like, Florida, eh, yeah. whatever. I don't really care. I've been to Florida too much. You know, Texas,
1: whatever. Hawaii like, is so exotic. Yeah, I totally didn't think about it. being on the East Coast. Like people on the West Coast, I feel like kind of pop over to Hawaii a lot more than we do on the East Coast. Sure. It's an epic trip for us. Yeah. It's long.
0: <laughs> yeah. I it's, So here's going to be the best. Here's going to be an awesome winter destination 2017 bang bang. If you don't know what a bang bang is, it means basically I've n- I now use it to mean you're doubling up back to back. Uh, Louis C.K. does a skit where they do a bang bang around food where you do double dinners. Like if you want to go to two places to eat, you go to one, you have a full dinner, then you go to the next one.
1: And being that we like to break the rules, we usually cheat on this and we do bang bangs, but we usually share both of the meals. So we're really still only eating one meal each usually. But But yes, it's when you do two things at once and I know exactly what you're going to say and I don't really want to spoil it because what you're going to say is going to be on my list.
0: Okay, so I, I'll give you my number three. It actually is my number three. So okay. that's why it works perfectly with that segue. You're going to do the Winter Destination 2017, EPOP Winter Destination 2017 Bang Bang of Hawaii. Hawaii,
1: Hawaii. And New Zealand. No. Oh, okay, never mind.
0: Not New Zealand. I you were you're gonna then going to head over and you're going to go to Sapporo in Japan.
1: Oh my gosh. And this All right, now this is this is an outlier. I would not have expected you to put this I on there. I actually
0: thought that this could be my number. I said that about the other ones, but this started at number 1 for me. Get out. Because I have rarely had this much fun in a place. Now we were only in Sapporo. When we lived in Japan, we lived on the main island on Chew. And it's pretty similar weather to like what we got in Philly and New York and stuff like that. But we went up to Sapporo on the northernmost island on Hokkaido um, for three days for a festival called Yuki Matsuri, and Yuki means snow, and Matsuri means festival, so it means the snow festival. It was like that Japanese coming back. Yeah, I know. Well done. Well done. Um, Two words. That's all I know. (laughs) And we. It was one of the neatest festivals we've ever been to. They carve crazy huge snow sculptures and ice sculptures. I mean, we're talking stories like a high.
1: temple yeah. out of ice and snow. It's very cool. They had you know Nintendo characters. They had temples and you know Japanese culture, samurais. All they had a huge sorts Lion cool King things. display.
0: I mean. It's insane. So the festival itself, That's true. and I don't know if you have to buy a ticket. I think it might be free, but either way, it, you just walk around, and there's like there's various parts of the city that have these thing. There's one main part that has the big snow sculpture, and there's other ones that have ice sculpture. It's just really really cool. But not only is Yuki Matsuri awesome and something I highly recommend people check out, but Sapporo and Hokkaido itself is magical during the winter because it's one of those places like Alaska. It's set up for winter. I mean, yes. that's w- it's cold there like, a lot. And The when they rest get snow- of Japan
1: doesn't have central heat, but at least in Sapporo, there is central heat. So, you know, it's cold when you go outside, but then you can get warm when you go inside.
0: Right. It, it's just, it's set up for winter weather. And it actually, it gets more snow for any big city in the world. It gets the most snowfall of any big city in the world. Sapporo does. And we went, we're like, no way. The one day it It snowed at least five inches in an hour and a half, because we went into our hotel, I wiped off the little pylon that was outside of the hotel, like I wiped it clean, I'm like, when we come back out in an hour and a half, two hours, I want to see how much snow has accumulated, because they're, they're all, all over there with the plows, you know, and getting the roads clean, and we came back out, and there was a good five, six inches on this pillar, I'm like, this
1: is insane, so it was so much fun, it's that light, fluffy snow. Yeah, because it it, it was not that cold, it wasn't like, you know, below zero, it was just kind of, you know, in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. It was maybe thirty degrees Fahrenheit. It was fantastic. So it it that was a really magical trip, and I didn't even think about it when I made my list.
0: Not to mention, Dominica. The Mm. best thing I ate in my two years in Japan was the soup curry at a restaurant in Sapporo called Domenica. Perfect thing in the winter. Best thing I ate in my two years in Japan was a soup curry in Dominica. So for me, Sapporo and Hokkaido as a whole. And then, of course, I I, I, you know, I can't not mention this. Amazing, amazing skiing up yes, in Hokkaido that really we have not skiing. done before. And is obviously more expensive than I'm talking about some of the other places because it's Japan. But
1: correct me if I'm wrong. If you get that epic pass in Colorado, doesn't it include a resort in Sapporo?
0: I believe it includes a resort in In Hokkaido, I think. And maybe even one in Nagano, which is down in Japan. And if you're going all the way there, you can do both.
1: Right. Like, if you really wanted to do a bang-bang and not include Hawaii, you could do, like, a week in Colorado, and then you could do a week in Sapporo.
0: Right. And then you could... With Do a bang bang pass. bang and jump down to Nagano and <laughs> ski down there, because yeah. they have some amazing mountains there in the Japanese Alps too. So um, yeah, so Sapporo slash the island of Hokkaido. Uh, Hokkaido Interesting. Japan, my number three. I I'm dying. What, to a, go surprise. Back. what a surprise! What a Japan in winter. Hate it. Do not love it no. unless you're in yeah, a region that's you. made for winter. I'm
1: with you because when when we lived in Hamamatsu, it was not very comfortable. No,
0: it was not. So Sapporo, my number three. All
1: right, interesting. Okay, I told my you there'd
0: be a few surprises. All
1: right, so I thought you were going to say stop in Hawaii on your way to New Zealand, which is my number two. Well.
0: That's great, because that's my number two as well. <laughs> right, so we except can... I'm cheating a little bit. Did you
1: put Australia too? I put Australia. So and New did Zealand. I. I have it written right here. I have New Zealand and Australia. So we have been to Australia in the winter before, and it was fantastic because we were living in Japan in Hamamatsu, and we were like, "This is horrible! It's so cold. We don't have central heat. We don't have insulation. It was miserable." So for our you know Christmas vacation, we took almost three weeks and we went down to australia and it was fantastic
0: and that is why i included australia and new zealand that's not that so you guys funny. the key reason all you should get mad at us we're not
1: saying same thing no not at
0: all just like we're not lumping us and canada together and stuff like that but you're down there similar climate similar vibe obviously it's summer in yeah. both those Go places to both
1: or pick one or the other because
0: yeah and and kind of like what our plan is we have been to as you mentioned australia in the summer and we did 18 days and we did right up the eastern coast we um flew into melbourne we did melbourne for a week basically you know sydney for a week basically and then up to cans and scuba dive on the great barrier reef for a week so we did all that in a, in a little under three weeks um highly recommend going out and doing the great ocean road all that kind of stuff the east coast of of Australia. Bondi Beach, incredible.
1: All the beaches there. I'm sure, do we have a destination diary for Australia? We do not have a destination diary. If we don't, we should do. And even though we did go like six or seven years ago, but it was a wonderful trip. Australia is a great country. People are obviously super friendly. You know, they speak English, so if you're an English speaker, that's pretty easy. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about any language barriers. And the food was awesome.
0: The US dollar right now, very strong against the Aussie dollar and New Zealand dollar. So you're getting about a 30% discount from what you would have gotten maybe three, four, five years ago when we went. So that's another bonus. And as you we said, we've been to, Australia. show you, we hadn't been to New Zealand. That's why we're lumping them together because our plan is this winter.
1: Hopefully to make it to New Zealand. Hopefully to make
0: it this to New Zealand with a little baby and camper van around. And then we'll be able to pick which maybe which should make the best, which we like better in the winter. But I'm guessing they're both pretty both epic. Both pretty epic. So. I mean,
1: and very different too because, I, you know, I've seen pictures of New Zealand and, the, you know, New Zealand has more sheep than people. Am I right? you're right so it's not exactly the same vibe as australia like we said we're not you get out of auckland and it's it's yeah it's you know you have like glaciers and you have mountains and you have this awesome nature and then you have these you know cool cities and small cities but yeah definitely a place that is i think worth however many hours i think it's going to be very hard
0: for us (laughs) if we do go to new zealand not to want to then hop over to Australia
1: because you're all the way and down
0: notes. there. You might as well just hop on over, see some more of Australia. This might turn into more than a month trip. This might be a couple month trip. Although Ooh, I don't know if we can
1: pull that off. So
0: my number <laughs> two also was Sydney, the Great Ocean Road, and New Zealand. Gotcha for my yeah, number. That's two so funny. We had the exact
1: same number two. I, I'm. I didn't think you would have literally the same New Zealand and Australia. I thought maybe you'd have New Zealand, but not the two of them live no. together. So I am very so
0: excited to hear your number one, Chris. Throw in a drum roll, please. Here, I can't guess what it would be. I don't know if you're going Winter Wonderland. If you're going, I feel like you've got. If you're going warm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you may be saying something like the Maldives or Bora Bora. Okay. If you're going Winter Wonderland, I'm having a heart. I'm going to guess you might be going Switzerland if you're going Winter Wonderland. So, those are my guesses. Okay. Maldives or Switzerland for your top uh, top winter destination of
1: 2017? <clears throat> Wrong.
0: Okay. What is it?
1: So, I think this is kind of going to shock you.
0: I, okay, yeah, let's hear it. I'm... <laughs>
1: it's a winter destination and it's Scandinavia.
0: I, I am shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I would. So just the just the region of Scandinavia. Well, here's the
1: thing: we went to Breaking Norway. All the rules. I know we went to Norway in August, and we enjoyed Norway, but it wasn't like our favorite country we've ever been to. You know, I. I you just want that huga. I I do. I want the huga, which is looks like it should be pronounced haig. but it's huga, and it's this like essential. It means like coziness, right? Like it's kind a Danish
0: of, word. I believe it's I Danish. it's Danish. That means coziness, but it's yeah. used, and or there's different words Swedish. in the different Scandinavian yeah. countries, but um, hygge is known <laughs> as this idea of coziness, especially in the winter.
1: Right. So it's not just about coziness, although I do love the idea because I love the snow. Like when it snows in Philadelphia, I get really excited because I don't like the dreary, gray, rainy weather. But when it snows and it's a winter wonderland, I think that's magical. And I know that in Scandinavia it is dark a lot of the time, but that's why you can see the northern lights, which I've never really seen. I've never had that experience of you know the Northern Lights so I want to go on like a little epic journey up to the Northern Scandinavia whether it's in Norway I think Norway I don't know people talk about Norway's um, Northern Lights more than Sweden's Northern Lights I, I don't know why but that's why I have Scandinavia lumped in together here's what I want to do
0: really Atlantic? quickly before you get into your itinerary <laughs> less people call me out on Twitter I, as you know I can't <laughs> speak any other language other than English I can't even speak that that well Apparently, it's not huga, as I just said, but it's hugu. Hugu. I guess. And is it I don't know Swedish because it actually or Danish? says here. pronounce hugu, not huga. It's a Danish <laughs> word. Danish, okay. um, Used when acknowledging a feeling or a moment, whether alone or with friends, at home or out. So, a lot of things here. <laughs> Ordinary or extraordinary, as cozy, charming, or special. And as we mentioned, it's especially used kind of with winter time and this right. and that type of feeling. So hygge. Like
1: embracing your environment, like embracing that winter is cold and how do we make it feel like a community coziness or something like that. That's what I think of it. And I've never been to Stockholm. So my idea of like kind of an epic trip would be just maybe start or end in Stockholm, spend some time in the city there because I've heard it's really cool. You know, they have awesome culture and art and cafes and it's just kind of like this fun innovative city and then i would like to do like an epic tour up into you know, see some reindeer and the northern lights and, and that whole thing because it's it's winter. So just do the ultimate winter experience. Just
0: make sure you bring a million dollars with you and you'll be fine in Scandinavia. As people <laughs> and, know. And wear my, the
1: right clothes, right? My, There's no bad weather, only bad clothing. So, you know, decked that, out that in is, your snow boots and you're down and maybe, you know, you splurge on that Canadian goose. Canada Goose jacket. Just kidding. I won't spend a thousand dollars on the those jacket. things. Are
0: insane. I, those <laughs> things are crazy expensive. I mean, maybe they're worth it if you're like an Arctic explorer. If anyone has one, let us know on Twitter. If those can Canadian down Canada
1: Canada Goose Canada think, Goose down jackets. jackets
0: are worth, it. but I mean, they're so expensive. I will say that is an awesome phrase that we learned from our Norwegian friend Ad. There's no bad weather. There's just bad clothing. Um, which is true which if is you're true.
1: cozy like like if you're hugu <laughs> Yeah well now it,
0: now I'm reading another thing that says pronounced huga so I don't really Either way, know
1: however you pronounce it if there are any danish people out there who want to you know let us know how to say it correctly but If you pack appropriately, if you know, like, I don't think this is a trip that you can just kind of add on. I don't think you can bang bang this trip. I think you need to prepare properly for like this kind of Arctic experience, pack the right clothes, make sure that, you know, you're going to be comfortable. And I think it could be like an epic trip. I mean, it's my number one. Just make sure you
0: clear out the bank account. And that's my only issue (laughs) with Scandinavia is the prices. So once... (laughs) For some reason, if those countries drop by fifty percent, or and are, and are actually easy to not even are somewhat affordable to travel, okay. in, then uh, then maybe. Well, be that's why it's there.
1: my number one because it's kind of like this dream trip. It's not something that you're going to really budget travel with. It's kind of like when I
0: mean you could budget, I mean, you, you can you, budget, you could, travel. It's just budget, budget travel, but I your not for budget travel has to be basically right. what you'd spend at like a five star resort. But in like, Thailand. okay,
1: have you seen? Maybe I'm on social media too much, but have you seen like those ice or not ice glass like Almost like a glass igloo where you can literally like just sleep in no. the forest and see the northern lights That's, all around you. Listen. That's not budget. I'm sure that costs quite a bit each night. But it's kind of like that once in a lifetime experience, like when we went on safari in Africa. I had always wanted to do safari in Africa. We spent a lot on that That's trip. another
0: podcast we've done. If you want to binge, we're giving you a lot of binge here. <laughs> if you want to binge, it's called Why We Spend $7,000 in 10 Days. And you Which know Which is by far the most expensive travel. Absolutely.
1: We've ever done. And and you know, you're not gonna do that every year probably unless you know, you can afford to do that. But this is why it's my number one because it's kind of like I want to do this trip and I wanna do it in a very nice way and have this experience that is not an everyday Gotcha. Experience
0: you want Huga Hugo Hugu or Huga? So yeah,
1: my number one Scandinavia, but really just like going to Stockholm and then going up to the Northern Lights experience, whether it's in Norway or or Sweden.
0: If you've ever enjoyed reading a book indoors on a rainy Sunday or a cup <laughs> of hot cocoa on a snowy day, you've experienced Hugu without even knowing it <laughs> as this description says. So, now I'm going I'm down the rabbit hole this Huga uh, and I want to know how to say it right. This uh, this term there See, is I'm a, gonna win you There's over. a new book. There's a new book that comes out that is out called The Little Book of Huga. Mm. So, maybe I should get that book and read it. Put that on my bookshelf. Um yeah. Love the idea behind it. Speaking of this idea of Huga and and this warm cozy feeling. My number one I'm is because really it interested. has to be a winter Wonderland okay. if it's number right. one. I think I mean. Well, I'm glad to, I didn't
1: have a tropical one. Both then. of
0: us, both of ours, are because it just that's kind of speaks winter to me. Growing up in a cold weather climate, even right. though we complain about the weather, it was weird when I was in Thailand and Florida for a warm Christmas. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. In when Australia, I was in Thailand, yeah. it was pretty sweet, but it did feel strange. It felt strange. Yeah. So for me. If we're talking the winters, okay. we're talking the holiday season. Oh, I'm so we're talking Christmas. You've already mentioned it. You stole my thunder a little earlier. I'm talking Austria. Really? And we have been to Austria before. We have been to Vienna, but we have never been to Innsbruck or Salzburg, and I just think Austria encapsulates everything that I would want from a winner, okay, it's got like in my head. Wow. You know, you're in you're Vienna. number
1: one. Although you did say any of the six could be your number one, which but, is such but a but. But hear out, me out. This way. is
0: why this actually was my number okay. one because in my mind, this is such an amazing feeling. You're in Vienna. You're going through the Christmas market. You're uh-huh. feeling that sense of huga. <laughs> like you're cozy. You're coming. You're, you're wrapped like, up.
1: Can, can you even feel bad when you're walking through Christmas markets in Vienna? And
0: Vienna is so beautiful anyway. And, oh, it's, and it's dark, stunning. and all the buildings have their lights on. You're going through Christmas markets, and you're buying that old lady's big, like, round elephant ear pastry and you're biting into it and you're getting the <laughs> cinnamon and sugar on your lips and on your fingers, and then you're grabbing the mold cider, or maybe you're grabbing your hot chocolate. I just, like
1: this picture. You're wandering you're around.
0: So you spend a couple of days doing that and you're like, cool, well now I got a little fat. I ate a lot of pastries. What am I gonna do? Oh, I'm just gonna head over to Innsbruck and I'm gonna go ski some of the best mountains in the world. And some that are relatively inexpensive compared to some of their um, colleagues or compatriots if you could call that between mountains in Switzerland and mm-hmm. France and Italy yeah. um Austria definitely a little cheaper for most of the places so you go over to uh, you go over to Innsbruck you're skiing, you're doing all that. You know, that's maybe three, four days. You're like, this is great. You're doing the apres ski. You're going and drinking Austrian beer. You're going in these nice beer halls at oh night, eating goodness. a hearty meal of like Schnitzel and stuff. Let's do it. And then you're like, hey, before I leave, I got to get that like Huga back again, even <laughs> though we're not, we're not in Scandinavia. And then you go to Salzburg and you're over in like the quaint little old town and you're just poking around. Come on. That it to sounds me pretty is like if you had nine, 10 days and you spent them all in Austria and you did that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. And that's not even talking about any of the little tiny towns that you could hit. Those are just like the three of the main highlights, right? Innsbruck, Salzburg, and Vienna. Um, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Maybe I, maybe we're uh, going to cancel that New Zealand Maybe we, we got to get the little baby of, uh, uh, some Zealand. more winter hats and some, some thermal Absolutely. gear because man, Austria to me, I, I didn't think it would be on your list. I, you know, to me it was kind of an outlier. i not that we didn't know it existed and not that we haven't been there, but we haven't been there in the winter, but yeah, when we haven't been there in the winter winter. And well, when I thought winter Christmas markets yeah, that's what I thought that's
1: what I thought too i mean i I didn't sorry a- Germany. I know because the one in Strasbourg, which I, you know, um, mentioned earlier, is I think one of the coolest ones. It's like really big. But I I don't know. I do like Germany and we love Berlin. But for whatever reason, I just Austria seems a little quainter,
0: kind of a little more off the beaten path, smaller, accessible, still great mountains.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so definitely would be in for doing that trip. Even this winter, like you painted such a magical picture of that experience.
0: Cinnamon sugar on our (laughs) hands and that hot chocolate. Um, Yeah, so those are our top winter destinations of 2017. We're going to run through them really quickly, just again to recap. Um, Starting with your honorable mention, Hath.
1: My honorable mention was Ireland.
0: And my honorable mention was Vail, Colorado.
1: My number seven was South Africa, somewhere warm.
0: Mine was Cartagena, Colombia.
1: My number six was Austria and Slovenia.
0: My six was Cape Town, South Africa.
1: My number five was Colorado.
0: My number five was Slovenia.
1: My number four was Mexico.
0: My number four was Georgia, but number one in my heart. Love that country.
1: (laughs) Number three, Hawaii.
0: Sapporo for me.
1: Number two, New Zealand and Australia for both of us. For
0: both of us. We shared the same number two there.
1: Number one, Stockholm, Sweden, and the Northern Lights experience. And
0: my number one was Austria. So there you guys have it. Our top 14, plus two honorable mentions, winter destinations of 2017. As we mentioned, if you're unlike us, you may actually start be starting to plan your winter vacations a few months in advance. And if you are, and if you're going to any of these places or you're going anywhere, actually. Let us know. Tweet us. What are your top winter destinations? Yeah,
1: we love to hear where you're going, and we love it when you give us recommendations of places sure. that you've been to.
0: For sure. So, what should have been on our list? What did we miss? Or where are you going? Tweet at us, at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know. Always fun to interact with all of you guys on Twitter there. Um, You can also comment on the show notes as well. Remember, you can get all the show notes by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. You can get the show notes for this episode and all 280 plus other episodes. We gave you some things to binge on. So if you listen to this, you get to the end, you're like, oh man, I need more Travis and Heather. I need more Epop pods. That's cool. We got, as I mentioned, over 280 episodes. We gave you some on there to binge on. Um, we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks, some really fun episodes. We'll be doing a destination diary on Slovenia. We'll also next week, Jason from zero to travel is going to come on and we're going to do a really cool, um, how do I explain it? A really cool episode joint episode where half of it's going to be on his podcast, half of it's going to be on my podcast. And we're also going to do another secret episode on our Location Indie podcast. So all three episodes or all three podcasts that Jason and I do, Sierra to Travel, Epop, and Location Indie are going to be wrapped around this idea of the most beautiful places we've ever been in the world. So we're going to be doing that next week. A lot of cool stuff coming up there. So make sure that you tune in for that. Don't forget as well, if you are traveling, whether you're going to these winter destinations that we recommended whether you're going somewhere else whether you're planning for fall, summer doesn't matter all climates all weather all times of the year check out tortugabackpacks.com use the promo code EPOP E-P-O-P all capital letters that will get you 10% off your entire order that was a fun episode
1: yeah it has me dreaming like I'm ready to plan our trip in advance
0: I'm sitting here let's
1: be proactive and organized here we are let's book our winter trip
0: here we are (laughs) end of September and I'm thinking or I guess mid- yeah, end, end of September-ish. And we're thinking, man, it's not winter yet, but maybe we should plan something. A lot of daydreaming going on right now. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, thank you for the support that makes us the number one ready to travel podcast on iTunes. Until next time.
1: Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.